0: from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So it was interesting, of all the pedestrian deaths in the county last year, 50% occurred on just four roads. West Fluorescent, Page, Lindbergh, and Chambers.
1: I consider myself a pretty strong cyclist. I will not. I, I take the metro to get downtown. I bike on the sidewalk on Grand from Shoto to the Grand Metro. Link wow, it's because it's that bad. It's that bad. It, I mean, that is because also also I know from doing this report that that's the most dangerous section as a biker. And so, like, having that knowledge, I'm like, I probably shouldn't do this. Um, we should yet, maybe
0: give those warnings to everyone coming into the city.
1: Those roads that were dangerous last year have continued to be dangerous this year.
0: I'm Sarah Fensky. A new report from local nonprofit Trailnet digs into an issue we've covered quite a bit on this show, traffic violence. The organization advocates for walking, biking, and public transit. And the report contains plenty of fodder suggesting that not only are drivers hogging the roads in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, but they're killing far too many people as they do it. The report was authored by TrailNet program coordinator Sam McCrory, and he joins us today to tell us more. Sam, welcome.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Huge fan of the show. Glad to be here. Well,
0: we're so glad you're here, and this report was just so eye-opening. I understand this kind of comprehensive report, sort of looking at this on an annual level. This is something new for TrailNet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, it's kind of actually kind of interesting how we stumbled upon this, um, because East-West Gateway used to do a crash report um, a couple of years ago, but we realized there was kind of a gap. There wasn't really anyone doing any reporting. An, um, specifically during 2020, when we saw that ginormous spike in pedestrian fatalities, car fatalities as well, um, I we were just looking, we saw a tweet that, was, that talked about pedestrian fatalities in the city of St. Louis and we were like, "Interesting. No one's the city isn't doing it, the county's not doing it. There's no one looking in depth at these kind of statistics." And so we kind of took it upon ourselves to really dig deep in those things in 2020 and because of, you know, all the outreach that people did after that 2020 report, we we're like, "We got to do this again. We yeah. got to do it next year because Honestly, if if we don't reach zero fatalities, there's really, we need to keep doing this report year after year because our goal in this region should be zero fatalities, bike, ped, People driving cars, and so that—that's the reason why we're doing this report. And and if we are still seeing pedestrian fatalities, and even if we see a decrease, we're still going to continue to report it and, and and shed some transparency on this topic.
0: It's funny—we did hear from so many listeners when we said we were going to talk about this today, and many of them were wound up about oh, how yeah. bad things are out there. I also heard other people say, "Man, you guys have been talking about this a lot. It's the same story." I feel like I don't want to give in to that. I don't want to accept that this isn't news. You don't want to accept that, that, you know, this is not the same old. This is something we need to care about.
1: Yeah. No, this is something we we have known for a long, long time. Um, but it's just putting in a report, bringing it to light, educating people on. And something like a high crash corridor, which are, which are roads that have particularly a lot of high uh, pedestrian crashes, car crashes, et cetera. You know, if those roads don't change. Like that's just even more fodder to say, we need to be making changes directly right now to fix these roads. So yeah.
0: So we're going to talk about some of the very dangerous corridors that you identified, but but very quickly before we do that, I want to get some of these numbers in front of people so yeah. that people who maybe aren't convinced we have a problem will understand how bad this problem is. So we had reported on this show um, that pedestrian deaths doubled in the city of St. Louis in 2020. That was over the prior year, huge increase. What happened in 2021? Did they go dramatically down?
1: Uh, they did not go. So I, I should preface that 2020 was a exceptional year, exceptional in a bad way um, for for traffic violence. I think a lot of people, I I often when I do public engagement events, I I often ask people how many pedestrian fatalities there were in 2020. People were surprised to hear it um, because we were like, well, there are no cars on the roads and things like that. But more people were out walking and biking because the roads were closed. But that also led cars to drive a lot faster. And so, yeah, while things were down, we have to acknowledge that 2020 was kind of, not an anomaly, but a higher spike on that trend. But we still saw things like for the fourth year in a row pedestrian fatalities rose in the city of st louis that is not a trend we like to see go up for the first time ever since we've got data since 2002 um pedestrian uh bike and car fatalities in the city in the st louis county excuse me um have eclipsed 100. like that is not this is something that needs to be addressed you know year after year and even if we do see decreases again we're under the 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 belief of trail net that any pedestrian bike fatal car crash any crash that happens. It's really a failure on our streets, and we should, have, we should be shooting towards that goal of zero.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. These 2020 numbers were so bad. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, rather than going back to normal, they were right up oh, no, they're close to where they were in 2020. Yeah,
1: I mean, we, we looked at the stats in 2021. Um, it's, it's number two in terms of rates of pedestrian fatalities, um, car fatalities for St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Um, and so while we're – again, we shouldn't celebrate that we're down. Because it's still, you know, it's still the second of all, you know, and since we've been recording data. So, um, yeah, no reason to celebrate whatsoever.
0: So we have had Angie Schmidt on this show. She is one of the leading experts on this topic. She has called pedestrian deaths in this country a, quote, silent epidemic and notes that they disproportionately affect working class people mm-hmm. of color. Does the data you're seeing in St. Louis City and county line up with that?
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And not just St. Louis city and St. Louis County, just across the nation, we see these things. There's tons of reports out there that say black and minority um, populations are affected more by traffic violence um, than, than, let's say, white people or other or other groups. Um, and Angie Schmidt is one of those people who is right, her fingers around the pulse of that. And so I remember when you guys interviewed her, that was a great report. Um, and yeah, th- we're seeing this in St. Louis and uh, we're seeing it Year after year, again, uh, you know, the same roads, North Grand, Natural Bridge, King's Highway, Union, those roads that were dangerous last year have continued to be dangerous this year.
0: So Angie Schmidt, um, you know, she has this great book I want to encourage people to read. This is called Right of Way, Race, Class, and the Silent Epidemic of Pedestrian Deaths. Now, when she joined us on this show back in 2020, she made a great case that this is what our infrastructure dollars should be focused on right now.
2: I think we have to sort of go back. We've built a lot of big highways and the highway, the interstate system is sort of complete now, mm-hmm. still needs to be maintained. But we, we should go back to the roads we've built that people are walking on and and do the things we need to do so that they can walk safely
0: or wheel. Do you feel crosswalks are, are maybe the most important thing to have more that are, are well lit and, and that drivers have to pay attention to? Or are sidewalks an equally big part of this if we had a more complete sidewalk system? Um, that's a good question. It's sort of, you, you really need both. <laughs> You're not
2: going to get too far without sidewalks or crosswalks. There aren't enough crosswalks in a lot of places and the crosswalks aren't safe enough. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just two stripes across eight lanes, you know, without the, enough time on the walk signal is not going to be good enough to keep people safe either. So there needs to be more thought put into all of that. More people need in positions of influence need to experience it. Um, as a person on foot or using a wheelchair. And um, it really is sort of localized. So certain streets in St. Louis, the problem might be street lighting. Um, Certain other streets, it it may be the roads width. It might be the lack of sidewalk
0: continuity, that type of thing. And that is author Angie Schmidt. She was on the show in 2020. You can access the streaming version wherever you get your podcast. We'll get the link to that conversation on Twitter as well. And so what Angie's talking about, about how people need to drill down on here are the bad intersections, I feel like your report (laughs) does that. If people want a guide to where are these fatalities happening, this is all in this tidy, very easy-to-digest report. Were you guys consciously hoping you're going to provide the guidebook for people if they're serious about taking this on?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we and we've really tried to make this as readable and as digestible as possible because we realize that everyone is not a traffic engineer or city planner or things like that. And so readability is a huge, huge thing that we look forward to this. Um, and yeah, we really, and that, that's why we added maps this year, things like that, so people can really look at it and see, Okay, this particular intersection, this section of road, um, you know, for example, the one that's popping off to my head since I was there yesterday is, is Kings Highway, like Del Mar, to about St. Louis Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's a section of road that really stands out on our on our five year um, weighted density map that that looks at the weighted density of crashes, um, and then we weight them by severity. So, uh, like a, f- a fatal crash would 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 get a higher weight and things like that. And so, there's a lot of boring analysis that goes into the report, um, but making that super readable and so. Basically anyone, if, if they if they see speeding cars in their neighborhood, they can use this as a tool, as a resource and go to their older person, go to the, the their elected official and say, Look at this is my street. I live right here on King's Highway or wherever. Um, we need to be fixing this ASAP. So
0: so it was interesting, of all the pedestrian deaths in the county last year, 50% occurred on just four roads. This yeah. is West Florissant, Page, Lindbergh, and Chambers. I mean, it seems like if we could fix these little hot, not little, <laughs> yeah. these big hot spots, this would take a sizable dent out of the problem to begin with.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things we highlight in the report is, and that, that's our first solution, is addressing high, specifically high pedestrian crash corridors first. Um, Personally, I would love to see Chambers. Chambers in St. Louis County has been year after year people dying specifically pedestrians on that road and you
0: have identified that as the most dangerous county corridor this is chambers and airport road
1: yeah technically yeah chambers and changes to hereford or uh and then uh, back to airport road closer to the uh, airport there but yeah that is one road particular in um, the city specifically like north grand from actually your guys's studio right around here um to up to up to natural bridge has been particularly bad over the last couple years as well but again i think it speaks to the problem and and, and speaks to some of the the pressing issues that we need to be talking to our elected officials about is saying you know chambers four years ago it's gotten worse and that that's an indictment on our system and it's an indictment on how we fund these things as well the topic the conversation as we're just having was all about funding at the, the federal level um we like to say that this conversation it could start at the local level but we also need ginormous funding from the federal level um to fix these problems because a street like west florison um just got a, a bunch of funding to do a great streets project and i'm hoping that that will 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 increasingly help that that corridor become a lot more pedestrian friendly. So, and the
0: things being planned for West Florissant, are those moving in the right direction? They're not just widening the road, making it move faster for flow.
1: No, what they're doing is they're, you know, that road I think is um, about five lanes right now. They're getting rid of, uh, doing something very similar to what they did on Natural Bridge, where they're putting like a big giant center median uh, island, which is basically a, a concrete barrier with, with trees and things like that. And that's one of the things that honestly, and we mentioned this in the report too, that helps is just narrowing roads and angie mentioned street width street width is one of the top things i talk about with communities is how can we narrow the road because that's been proven to to slow cars down um and when you narrow the road you also make the road um you reduce that p- pedestrian crossing distance so a road like natural bridge i think it was like that road before that project was like 86 feet to cross hmm. and now i think it's around 30 30 feet something like that that's a humongous difference in terms of pedestrians and when you think about the types of pedestrians people who are elderly, um, young people as well, people with disabilities as well, those, that, th- that, that feet distance could be the matter of life and death. And that's the things that we need to be looking at, is looking at the, the humanist changes that can ultimately save lives.
0: So if you have questions about this new report from TrailNet or you have thoughts about what we need to prioritize going forward, I know a lot of you have thoughts, uh, you can call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. We have heard from so many people on Twitter. We also heard from Richard, who writes on Facebook, as a bicyclist of north side streets, I primarily ride on the quiet streets within the grid pattern. But sometimes it's necessary for me to be out on the major avenues. I think road diets have made Natural Bridge Avenue much safer and easier to negotiate. I would like to see the same happen to West Florissant from O'Fallon Park northward, Riverview Boulevard north to West Florissant, all of Page Avenue, and sections of Goodfellow that seem to be about 12 lanes wide if only (laughs) the lanes were marked. When I'm riding on these roads, my eyes are constantly watching my rearview mirror for the occasional speeding, reckless driver who decides to use the bike lane on the right side of the road for passing another vehicle. I take pity on the pedestrians, some of whom are elderly and slow that I witnessed trying to cross these thoroughfares. He adds, virtually every north side thoroughfare is wider than it needs to be, given the depopulation of the area has resulted on fewer cars on these streets. Virtually any four to six lane road could be turned into a two lane street without hindering the automotive traffic. Um, it feels like there's maybe a big picture reevaluation of entire neighborhoods that we could be doing
1: yeah 100 percent. and this is one of the things that that's a really great comment by by richard he should you know get in touch with TrailNet if it's if it's the richard I, that I may be thinking of i might already know him but um yeah that's that's a really great statement about specifically a lot of the roads we're seeing and one of the things that i think a lot of people have been talking about in the terms of traffic calming reducing fatalities is the city and county's need for a comprehensive look at our roads you know a lot of the things right now are very neighborhood based we're looking at specifically so a lot of these things are very disjointed you know neighborhoods change and there's different boundaries and things like that and we really need the city the county the whole region to look at a comprehensive look at our roads see what is what what needs to be there and what doesn't be cuz he mentioned depopulation you know we built this city for a million people mm-hmm. and now we have barely 300,000 like our roads are extremely extremely wide too wide for for the capacity of of cars that are on them so um and i, I thought it was funny angie mentioned like getting back to you know in, in the 20s and things like that And you see pictures of st louis in the 20s there's people walking on the streets it's it's pedestrian friendly it's it's people-centered planning um, and people-centered infrastructure and that's what we need to get back to is get rid of fast moving 45 mile an hour roads And get back to roads that prioritize people first.
0: Yeah, I mean, so many people um, who've weighed in on this talk about the fact that pedestrians, uh, uh, pedestrian crosswalks seem to exist more in this city to say, oh, you can only be over here, as opposed to actually creating a safe crosswalk (laughs) where people could get across. And as Angie has really beat the drum about, technically, uh, people are allowed to cross in far Mm -hmm. more places. It's like we have more rights than we're even exercising, and we're still getting in trouble when we try to exercise those rights.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I you know, we see a lot of crashes happen at the mid-block location because people do that for a lot of reasons. Um, and there's a lot of cities who are getting rid of uh, penalties for jaywalking. Kansas City, for example, just got rid of it. Um, and, and you know, we need to be—we uh, use the term like desire line or, or, or desire path—and we need to be putting crosswalks infrastructure where people are, are going to be walking. You know, we saw that um, around 30% of crashes happen at bus stops, hmm. like 200 feet within a bus stop. And so, why why are we making people at a bus stop, walk, you know, 200 feet down to an intersection, then we'll walk across this dangerous intersection, and then we'll walk all the way back up when it's, you know, much shorter distance. And so we should be building the infrastructure where people need it, and where they're going to most likely be walking. And we should be listening to the, the people who ride the bus, who live in those communities, say, hey, where are you walking? Where is it most convenient? Where do you feel most safe walking there? We should be listening to those people, and then implementing it what, what we hear from them.
0: So speaking of listening to the people, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Kimberly is calling from North St. Louis. Uh, Kimberly, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. 81. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I, I understand that you, uh, you live right by the uh, Grand Natural Bridge area, is that right? Yes, I do. I'm a new resident. I'm formerly from South St. Louis. Um, I've been over here for about six months, and unfortunately, a lot of us over here have complained about the construction on um, uh, Natural Bridge, the new um, the new way they put up the barriers. Unfortunately, there are still people who are still speeding and are not paying attention um, to the um, the new uh, how Natural Bridge is now, um, you know, completed, and it's not um, to me. It's it it's, it's It's um, more dangerous than it was, you know, um, because people are still speeding. They're coming off of the side streets onto Grand, um, I mean, onto Natural Bridge especially, and they're still speeding. And I see crashes almost every day, you know, every day there's a car on the side, especially over at the turnabout. Kimberly, I I am so sorry to hear that because that's one we were sort of thinking was was maybe a ray of hope. Um, Sam, thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, I've talked to a lot of people who, who live along the Natural Bridge corridor, Um, and yeah, and what Kimberly mentioned, I I heard a lot of those things as well. Um, people running into the roundabouts on there, you know, I think, I honestly think that's going to take a couple years for a lot of people to get used to that road. Um, I also think... You know we don't have roadway driver education here in Missouri, mm-hmm. and um, I'm from Iowa. I and I had to get a, I had to take driver's ed to get a driver's license. Um, and we learned about driving through roundabouts. Um, and I can only talk to things that I, I think may be an issue on Natural Bridge. But there are I, I do think you know we 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 did I did a very in depth. I, I spent hours looking at the amount of crashes on Natural Bridge, and um, personal injury crashes on Natural Bridge that section where they built the roadway have dropped by sixty percent. Hmm. That is a humongous number, um, and so again, any crash is not a, a good crash. And I realize that a lot of people are, are going to be thinking that roundabout. I, I do think it's going to take a couple years, and, and we need to look at the data. Over, and, and we're only looking at this at one year uh, after it was it was completed, and so I, I'm planning on looking at it next year and the year after that. Um, and, and, you know, there, there's a lot of things that that project, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's an improvement for that part of the city um, and, and for that road. I mean, that road mm-hmm. was one of the most dangerous roads in St. Louis, I think, over time. Um, and I think a lot of people believe this, that's going to end up saving lives. That's huge um, to see that yeah. big a
0: drop already. I'm going to squeeze in one more call. Uh, John is calling from Shelbyville. John, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air.
2: Yes. Hello. Yeah. Uh, from a bicyclist perspective, um, I'm going to bring uh, the importance Of the Greenway, Uh, it's really been a great thing for families and casual cyclists. They don't have to ride on the streets because sidewalks are not for bicyclists or for walkers. But yet there's a nice uh, group of people that are always on there. It's always crowded. It's being utilized all of those greenways.
0: John, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, those greenways. I know that's a TrailNet has been a big supporter of those. Mm-hmm. This is a chance to truly uh get people who want to be walkers and bikers away from these wild driving Missouri drivers.
1: Yeah, no, uh Great Rivers Greenway has done a really great job of planning for those um, going forward. I'd love to see a faster implementation on those things, honestly, because we, we've, we've surveyed our trail members. We're, we're, a, we're a nonprofit who gets all of our money from members. We surveyed them. They want to see more protected bike lanes, which is protection from traffic, and they want to see more greenways because, frankly, people are scared of driving on the streets. Mm-hmm. I, I consider myself a pretty strong cyclist. I will not, I, I take the Metro to get downtown. I bike on the sidewalk on Grand from Shoto to the Grand Metro Link Wow, Center because it's that bad. It's that bad. It, I mean, that is, because also, also I know from doing this report that that's the most dangerous section as a biker. And so like having that knowledge, I'm like, I probably shouldn't do this. Um, We should maybe
0: give those warnings to everyone coming into the city. I want to add one more comment that Mm -hmm. came in on Twitter. Russ writes, it's kind of surprising at how almost every response to this tweet about today's topic is something like St. Louis drivers are trying to kill me on a daily basis. And at the same time, our older people are trying to decide if they should be allowed to meet and vote while driving. There is an effort there just to get aldermen to stop driving in the middle of the public business that they Mm -hmm. conduct on Zoom. And that has apparently proven controversial. Sam, I feel like you have an uphill battle here
1: yeah and, and not just in st louis but statewide as well um this might have been mentioned on, on one of the other times if you guys have talked about pedestrian fatalities things like that but the state of missouri one of two states that doesn't have distracted driving legislation wow and so that is a huge push that trail is trying to do is, is just get that on the books um whatever way we can because right now that is kind of like a black spot on missouri um and it, and distracted driving is a humongous issue and you know, it's something that we need to curb again, along with, with, uh, along with these infrastructure, along the infrastructure things, policy changes as well to get more funding and distracted driving legislation. as Well, Well,
0: you guys are fighting the good fight on this. This report thank is you. essential reading. I want to encourage people to check this out for themselves. It's at trailnet.org. We also have it linked on our website, stlonair.show. Read this, use this to advocate. We're hearing from everybody who feels so yeah. strongly about this. Your elected officials should know you feel that yeah. strongly. Sam McCrory. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sarah. And Sam, is Trailnet's project uh, program coordinator and the author of this report. This episode was produced by Jane Mather Glass and Kayla Drake with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a
1: review and rating on
0: Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks.